You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Acts, Chapter 25 Three days after arriving in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and the Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. They requested Festus, as a favor to them, to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem, for they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus answered, Paul is being held at Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come with me, and if the man has done anything wrong, they can press charges against him there. After spending eight or ten days with them, Festus went down to Caesarea. The next day, he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul came in, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him. They brought many serious charges against him, but they could not prove them. Then Paul made his defense. I have done nothing wrong against the Jewish law or against the temple or against Caesar. Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court, where I ought to be tried. I have not done any wrong to the Jews, as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die." But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. After Festus had conferred with his counsel, he declared, You have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar you will go. A few days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Since they were spending many days there, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. He said, There's a man here whom Felix has left as a prisoner. When I went to Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told them that it is not the Roman custom to hand anyone over before they have faced their accusers and have had the opportunity to defend themselves against the charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case, but convened the court the next day and ordered the man to be brought in. When his accusers got up to speak, they did not charge him with any of the crimes I had expected. Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a dead man named Jesus, who Paul claimed was alive. I was at a loss how to investigate such matters, so I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial there on these charges. But when Paul made his appeal to be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear this man myself. He replied, Tomorrow you will hear him. The next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and entered the audience room with the high-ranking military officers and the prominent men of the city. At the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. Festus said, King Agrippa, and all who are present with us, you see this man. The whole Jewish community has petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and here in Caesarea, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. I found he had nothing deserving of death, but because he made his appeal to the emperor, I decided to send him to Rome. But I have nothing definite to write to his majesty about him. 
Therefore, I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that as a result of this investigation, I may have something to write. For I think it is unreasonable to send a prisoner on to Rome without specifying the charges against him. So here we are in uh, chapter 25, and Paul has... Uh, kind of been through the ringer, and, and we find him now in the court of Festus. Felix is gone, um, and Festus is is ruling. We commonly say new lords, new laws, new customs, right? Um, here And here Paul is in front of a new governor. Um, and I think it's worth kind of recapping where Paul has been up until this point. Yeah, so he's been seen now by several different authorities. His case has come before the Jewish High Council or the Sanhedrin, which was the Jewish governing body uh, of this time in Jerusalem. But this is also a time when the Roman Empire is widespread and around the ancient world, and Jerusalem was under the control of the Roman Empire, like much of the rest of the ancient world. And so there's also a Roman authority, that being Felix at first, and then Felix puts Paul's case on hold for two years. In that intervening time, Festus replaces Felix. And so now here we find Paul before Festus as well. And then Festus, during his review of Paul's case, also asked for the advice of another authority, that being uh, King Agrippa. And you know, for us, this is somewhat confusing just given the different layers of government that we find encountered here but at a different level it's not all that unfamiliar given that we also have different levels of authority and an understanding of how certain levels outrank other levels like the u.s supreme court for instance being the highest court in the land and so we find a similar dynamic happening here and although agrippa and then festus find Paul to be innocent. Paul uh, appeals to Caesar, and Caesar was the highest level. And at this time, any Roman citizen could appeal to Caesar for the during their case. So if they felt like they had a, a case that really deserved for Caesar to review it, and that they had a case that was worth arguing still, even after a local official had made a decision. As long as they were Roman citizen, they could appeal to Caesar and go all the way to Rome. And that is the move that Paul has made. And I'm kind of wondering if um, if they're kind of intrigued at, at this because it, it, it keeps coming back to that he, he has done nothing to deserve death. We haven't found that he has done nothing to deserve death, but it keeps going on to the next level and uh, and King Agrippa says well I I would like to I would like to hear the man myself and he will get to hear him and that's then where we go into in the next chapter and next week we're going to look at, at chapter 26 but I just wonder if they're kind of intrigued what is this he's uh, he's making these claims that that this Jesus who is dead that he is alive and uh, it's just I, I think it's so interesting uh, to, to to read it. They don't quite know what to make of it, and no wonder, <laughs> because this is no ordinary uh, testimony of a testimony of no ordinary man. It's it's Jesus, the Son of God, that he's testifying about, and I think they're intrigued. Thanks for listening. 
If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.